So is it income generating? Is it something I enjoy doing? Or is it an obligation? Okay. So those, I want you to keep those three questions in mind. So the first thing I want to ask is, uh, let's say you need to um, create show notes. Let's, let's try that one. All right. We'll go with show notes. The pain of most podcasters life. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't tell your clients that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season three of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, Phil Better, and this season is presented to you by Unicorn Incubator. Unicorn is the largest rural incubator accelerator of its kind in the world. Located in southwestern France, Sola, its mission is to give entrepreneurs and their families their lives back while helping them build game-changing technology startups. Startups in the company are provided with a complete ecosystem for success, with direct access to proven funding sources, top-notch legal and accounting representation, access to the world's most generous business incentives, and most importantly, a dedicated sales and marketing accelerator that will put a startup's product or service on the fast track to success. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. And in today's episode, we are investing in Brandon Turner, the procedural specialist. In this episode, uh, we have Brandon on, who is a Georgia-based, Oklahoma-based entrepreneur with an IT and business operations background. We get to talking about how he writes a weekly newsletter teaching you how to build a business that you can actually run without you. Meaning you don't have to be at home running the business day to day. This is helps you with what the procedure is about. So he gets into that story. Um, he shares some tips on how you can delegate certain tasks to other people and what's coming up next for, for him. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm starting, as you know, watching my live streams on my Facebook, doing what my systems in place to show how I make podcasts hit the top 10 charts all the time. So I'll talk more about that at the end, but let's give a listen to the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. And today we have an amazing entrepreneur with us. I want to welcome Brandon Turner to the show. Brandon, welcome to the show. And uh, what's your 30 second entrepreneur pitch? Go ahead. Um, I help. I help people build businesses that can run without them whenever they need to. That's uh, that's that's, an amazing uh, business right there, right there. Value right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I am done. All you need to do is contact him and he'll help you create a business that you don't need to be there. Um, Okay, we'll get into that because that's something of interest to me because I like the build it and then money will come idea and just work on it occasionally. But let's, let's hear more about you. Where did you start? Uh, becoming a digital entrepreneur or an entrepreneur? Have you been an entrepreneur your whole life or is it something that you just fell into one day? I want to say it was my entire adult life because I started out in IT. So I'm an IT guy turned entrepreneur. And when I was a teenager, I read the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that changed my life. So ever since then, I worked full time and ran a side business on nights and weekends. Uh, So one night I realized though I had started a pattern. And it's the same pattern a lot of us start when we get into our business. Um, It's sometimes we get trapped inside it or we realize it's too late uh, before we can escape the pattern. And that pattern was doing everything myself. So in my business, I was the sales guy. 
I was the customer service guy. I was the website guy. I was the accountant. I was the legal counsel, you name it. And I like that. You were the legal counsel. You're, yeah, why not? Just go to Harvard Law, I, uh, you know, on your spare time, you know, and become legal. Okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I'm having to, you know, I had to learn how to write, you know, privacy policies, and I had to learn how to write terms and conditions and, yeah. you know, contracts and all this kind of stuff, which is, which is, <laughs> and I didn't realize I was wearing all those hats until I realized what little time I had left in the day. You know, I, I've got the same 24 hours in a day as everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I knew something had to give and continuing to sacrifice my sleep wasn't an option anymore. <laughs> so, <feel> there. <laughs> um, so yeah, meantime, at my full-time job, we had this checklist we went through to track our daily procedures. So I would complete a task, somebody would review it and they put their initials on this checklist. Somebody else would complete a task and then I would review it and put my initials on the checklist. And over time it hit me. I need one of these in my business. I need my own checklist for like my business. That way, if I ever hire help, they'll know exactly what to do the way I do it. And the results will be just the same, kind of like a recipe. So I wrote one of my daily activities on a sheet of paper, step-by-step. And then I hired somebody on Facebook talking about the power of the digital age. Yeah. I hired somebody on Facebook and I uh, scanned in and I sent them that sheet of paper. Well, a week later, $50 later and hours of freed up time later, that task was completed. In fact, completed better than I could have done it. And I didn't have to lay a hand on it. So not only had I created that, I guess, created a job for somebody, but I got my time back in the process. So my next thought then was, well, what if I do this for other businesses? (laughs) So I started writing operating procedures for other businesses and the true digital part of my journey like when I was able to actually convert this to like a totally online digital thing didn't come until after that. Of course. You know, so that's, that's amazing how you were like, I solved a problem for me. Now I help solve the problem for others quicker so that they don't have to spend that, you know, years in that cycle running the race. Yeah. I, I figured uh, if I've got that itch and I need to scratch it, maybe other people got that itch too, you know? <laughs> I feel it. I love that. I love that. Solving the problems for yourself, but it also solves the problem for 7 billion other people as well. If they want to enter the world, that's how I look at it. You know, like 10 times it like, look, if you get seven people in the room and three people agree with a problem that you have, then you, you can pretty much guarantee at least there's 3 billion people that would have that a similar problem. Yes. Golden nugget folks. Golden nugget. You're so right, Bill. Yes. Yeah. So you, there, there's always a market. Cause if you're like, like for you, you I bet you you have seven clients already that have paid you handsomely for your 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 techniques to automate their business. So obviously, if you can find seven, you can find one, you can find a million clients. So it's just solving your own problem can solve millions of people's problems because you're at least there's a billion people <laughs> like you yes. in the world. Yes, so true. It's great. It's great. So that is a great, that's, if you're talking about getting off the starting block in entrepreneurship, think like what you just said, Mm -hmm. think like that. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's hit me now after interviewing 50 entrepreneurs on this show. I think you're probably close to the 60th entrepreneur I've uh, interviewed in the last, you know, five, not even five months now. So it's like, a master class, if you will. Sometimes yes. it's like three in a day, you know, like I'm at a Tony Robbins special, but 
it it's allowed me to like when I've jumped into the entrepreneur because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's why I started the podcast, right? And I didn't yes. have a network of entrepreneurs in my life. And now I have a network of 60, you know, and a lot of them I've leaned on more heavily than another's at the time because that's how I needed it. But it's great because it's also mentorship. Yes. By having, because yes. I get to ask those questions like, how often do you get to sit down with one of your mentors or someone who has a life that you admire? And right. get to ask those questions. And it's like, I do. That's my job. I, yes. I have, I got to throw in, Phil, that one of the coolest things about your podcast is that you are able to create that network through a, a passion of yours, like podcasting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that you obviously you probably have coffees, go meet people, all of these fun things. But before COVID, I was doing this, like I was physically going to meet people and stuff like this. And what you can accomplish online, well, We've been able to accomplish stuff online for 20 years, but what yeah. you can accomplish online post COVID is really miraculous. Oh, yeah. just... Like my first ever client as an entrepreneur is someone in Australia. I See, never, <laughs> what, what do you say to that? Like how it's like, it's uh, like you... <laughs> when you were younger, you wouldn't, I would have never thought my first client of my own business that I'm trying to build would have been in Australia. Right. Yes. Yes. And like, it's like, oh, that, like you start growing up, you know, when you're like, everybody, I think has that dream to own their own business and live the life they want. Yes. But for entrepreneurs, it's like more of a, it's a big itch. I find like creative entrepreneurs as well. It's like, you want to be creative, but you want to make money because we grew up in this time where it was close to impossible to be a creative and make money unless you were lucky, you know, cause someone yes. picked you. And now, with the digital age like exploding everywhere with like NFTs and creatives like you going, look here, let me put this in place for this creative person. You know, it's X amount. And then you never have to worry about that. And you can, you go like, okay, now I can, you know, become a writer you know, yes. or, or be a painter full time. Or, you know, if you're a painter, you, you can hire someone to put the, do the manual stuff for you that you don't have any technical know-how, you know, cause other people are willing because that's their passion. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful ecosystem, how that works now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I okay. love seeing how like everyone like coming together to help support everybody else and not worrying about if it's going to hurt my bottom dollar because right. there's 7 billion people I have access to now where I'm not limited to my small social circle of 30 people, you know, that I know personally. Yeah, I feel that that's one of the best best points um, that you or anybody can make is you need to be around like minds when you're in this game. You know, entrepreneurship is a lonely place. Let me back up. It can be a lonely place. It can be a dark place. You can feel like even your blood relatives, your closest family, your closest friends, they don't get you. Like, what's going on with you? Why are you talking like this? Why are you into this? Kind of, why don't you get a real job? All these kinds of things. And when you get around or you seek out like minds, in this case, other entrepreneurs, people who wanna do what you're doing, people doing what you're doing or have done what you're doing. You gotta go reach for that because what's ironic is that even though those people may be strangers, they welcome you with open arms because they're in your boat. You know, They're charging forward with you. They've got the same, they have or they did have the same fears, the same challenges, the same aspirations, the same objectives. And you can just like, it's, it's, it's just, 
that's probably one of the best things for me because we, none of us, even though we blaze a trail, we entrepreneurs are leaders, none of us got here on our own, like not in, entirely, right? Yeah. We had support in the form of mentorships, maybe team members, employees or whatever, um, you know, or somebody that we meet, you know, in another part of the world on a mm -hmm. Zoom or something. And it's just one of those things like that all together can shape you. And um, yeah, so you got, you got to get after that. Yeah, no, I, I, I love, I love it. Cause I could like, just when we started uh, jumping on zoom, like we just instantly vibed cause we, I chose, cause I didn't have my regular pen and I asked him to pick his favorite color and it was like instant. Like he said, red. So I'm using this red and he's like, is that your favorite color? I'm like, well, it's very close to the, the color that I really like. So I already felt like a instant connection. It's, it's true. When you speak with other entrepreneurs or people who have passion, I think it's like, it doesn't have to be like entrepreneurs have their passion. So it's there. But if, even if you speak to an artist or someone who's creative about their passion, you just in, have that instant connection because you both have something that's super similar in life. And yes. you just want, you just want to share it so much because you love it so much. You can feel the love when you're talking to someone else. Cause I can feel it. Like you're, you're passionate about helping entrepreneurs. I'm passionate about helping entrepreneurs with this podcast saying, Hey, yes. look at all these people. I know maybe they can help you in your business. Like your business is helping automate pretty much people's tasks that don't pay them. Yes. In essence. Yes. So let's, let's, let's look at my business. I'm a, I'm a podcast producer. Yes. So I have to edit podcasts. I have to do clips. I have to make the copy for, you know, the, 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 the show notes, but also the Instagram post and the Facebook post and LinkedIn posts and wherever else I decide to post. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so which task would you say would be the best point for me to figure out how I can automate it? I would, instead of answering that with a simple do this and don't do that, I use an exercise to answer that question. Okay. And it's not complicated, really. It's just an exercise that helps you. Um, it helps you understand what you should do, what you should delegate or consider delegating and what you should do away with. Okay. So I call it a do it, delegate it, do away with it exercise. <laughs> All right. I love this. I love it. Okay. We're going to do it. We'll do it live so that, or not live, but so my yeah. audience can hear how I'm going to figure out one of my processes. Perfect. Perfect. So I uh, felt what I'll ask you to do is think of all the things that you just told me that mm -hmm. you do in your podcasting business. Cool. Okay. So um, I start this exercise and well, let me just start. I start the exercise by taking one of those things that I do and I run it through this filter. And this filter is where I ask myself three questions. Is this activity that I do income generating? Is it something I enjoy doing? Or is it an obligation? So is it income generating? Is it something I enjoy doing? Or is it an obligation? Okay. So those, I want you to keep those three questions in mind. So the first thing I want to ask is, uh, let's say you need to um, create show notes. Let's, let's try that one. All right. We'll go with show notes. The pain of most podcasters life. <laughs> so, Okay, don't tell your clients that. But you no, 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 no. I enjoy doing it. No, no. For my own show, it's really weird. I love doing it for a client because okay. I, I love listening to their episodes because I get to learn. Again, it's like I get to sit at the seat of the masters and listen to these people because I choose 
uh, clients who have lessons to teach so yeah. that I get to kind of like, you know, 10x my learning because, you know, instead of reading a book, like what's faster, L- listening to something while you're doing another task, you know? So I love editing that part, but it's the writing of the show notes because you want to capture the the essence of a podcast. But for doing okay. it for me, I hate doing that. For my podcast, I hate it because I don't like listening to my own podcast. <laughs> Because oh, I don't okay. like the so, sound of my own voice. <laughs> okay, Phil, this is awesome. So what I'm gonna do is those three questions I gave you, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna flip them. The first question we're gonna go through is in, when it comes to creating your show notes, is it something you enjoy doing? No. You already you already already made that clear. Yeah, very, very <laughs> clear. For clients, yes, 100 percent because I enjoy it because it it for me it brings value to someone, and that's my job as your producer. I have to bring you value. So I figure okay. out how to get the value. And I love writing it because it's, I'm writing it for someone like myself, who's going to be interested in the episode. So for that, but for me, it's not that I'm not interested in the episode, (laughs) my own, for my own show, for investing yourself. It's, that's why I take notes now. So it helps me write the show notes because listening back to my own episode, hearing my voice, it's like, why did I say that? Oh, okay. Oh, that's fair. You're only you're only being human. I'll, yeah, I'll- I'm being self-critical, even though I know I like yourself. You said you've listened to some, you've enjoyed it. I've gotten the same positive feedback, but because I'm so hard on myself to be a perfectionist and you know, like the best question answer asker and all that, it's like, oh my god, why did I say that? So okay, embarrassing. Cool. Right. Okay, cool. So let's do this then. All right. So that that that's why the most important question actually is: Do you enjoy doing this? That. When you're trying to figure out, do you enjoy doing this? Okay, so we know you don't. Cool. Moving on to the next question. Is it income generating, creating your show notes for your show? Yes. Okay. Um, and we're going to keep that answer. The next question. Is it an obligation for you to create your show notes for your show? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> now that we know the answer to each of the questions, we know it's not something you enjoy doing. Yep. It is income generating and it is an obligation. So now, is this something that you could delegate? It, it could be because I could, yeah, I could delegate it. There's okay. parts of it that I could delegate, like listening back, editing my episode. Instead of me editing my episode, I can give that to someone else, which I do. I have a, I hire an editor to edit my episode. They clean up the audio and I already know which points by taking my notes for them to, if I want clipped out or something more detailed, you know, like what, what it was actually said, like, can you give me a quote? So that it's less me having to actually try and find it. Or if I do have to find it, I have it here, you know, like I can find it with my notes. So, and then if I want to say, put it in the show notes, I can, but they can clip that stuff out. Then I can create my show notes around what they clip out which is what i do (laughs) yeah sweet oh that's so cool okay so great so already that's the exercise you know that you need to delegate creating show notes for your own show that okay that rocks okay so let's take another thing that you tell me uh, remind me again of something else that you do um the social media posts so for like let's say making the content or the yeah the content or the copy for instagram we'll say Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you to be a little bit honest with some of your clients and the, uh, Oh yeah, no, I'm 100% honest, 100% honest. Um, The social media, is that something that you enjoy doing? 
handling the social media and creating the social media accounts yes because it's it's interesting like for me it's my creative aspect to it i love writing and coming up with copy that part in is is truly fun for me because it engages a different mindset because i have to act as if i'm my client and how my client wants it perceived to their audience instead of it's not it's not phil to my audience because i know how to talk to my audience yeah. It's I have to get into Lloyd's mindset and his audience because they're not the same as my audience. They right, may intersect, right. but his audience is a specific type of audience. So I have to write the copy with that in mind and trying to craft it so I can, you know, make it the best for that client. And obviously, there's always revisions that go back and forth. So for doing it for my clients, I really enjoy it. But creating the artwork or the pictures i am no picasso oh that's fair okay <laughs> i am that's... very lucky that things like canva and youtube tutorials are plenty there that can help me make myself look professional or look like picasso but in yeah. all honesty i have no that type of artistic ability is very slim to looney tune if you will <laughs> Oh, cool. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. That, that's totally honest. That's awesome. Okay. So then let's take that aspect of it. Is that activity income generating? If it's for, because it is because in some way it does because okay. for my clients, it can help funnel money into their network. If they will, if they have a book for sale or if they have courses for sale, because that's who this I do my podcasting for. It's people who have businesses and they're using the podcast as either a way of marketing their businesses or courses or their books or their their um, their teachings like um, or their business or their events that they put on or whatever it is that they need the podcast for, because it's pretty a very f- cheap, cheap, cheap form of advertising and that's why I do podcasting like it's easy to get into more ears because people listen to you while they're doing their dishes while they're driving to work it's an activity that other people can do right doing something else and here is it's you can make it one giant ad if you will yeah okay so what's cool about that answer is that it already answers the third question in our do it delegate do away with it exercise and that third question is, is it an obligation? So yes. So for this activity, we know that it's not something you don't enjoy doing, but you're not the best at it. But, um, and then the next question, is it income generating? Yes. Is it an obligation? Yes. yes. So follow-up question, is this something you can delegate? Yeah, if I can find people that can handle at least one part of it, the art, if I can find someone who can do be more artistic than me with the post, like for like we're going with Instagram here, that will okay. be more beneficial to me because they can put my words into the image more like they can make it look way better than you know what I could do with my limited abilities. Okay, that makes sense. So what's cool about what we've just done, we just went through the exercise twice. Once for creating show notes for your show, and then once for creating the social media posts, the creative part of the social media posts. So the goal of the exercise is to create three lists, a to-do list, a to-delegate list, and a to-do-away-with list. And we've just put two of your activities on the to-delegate list. Mm -hmm. So 
throw one at me that maybe we can put on one of the other lists. What's another activity you do? Editing the podcast. Okay. All right, cool. Editing. So if somebody's doing video, audio, whatever, editing is a whole, like, I'm sure there are like support groups around editing. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there is. Luckily, one of uh, one of the uh, people that I've hired, it comes actually from one of my guests. He is a podcast editor who I, he, we're both helping each other out and he hosts uh, a podcast literally for podcast editors to learn how to monetize their skill of editing a podcast and also some tips and tricks to edit your podcast. So if you're a regular a podcaster just beginning out and you don't have the money to hire an editor, you can listen to this podcast because it's a mastermind of other podcast editors. So it's it's fantastic. So he, he, with his help, I've, I'm leveled my podcasting editing from like, you know, subpar to, you know, amateurist at best and still sounding professional, still sounding professional enough. Like, Hey, this is not, this is, this sounds like you have a good editor. I'm like, thank God, you know, but he uh, he's helped me uh, find someone to edit my podcast professionally because I cannot edit. I, I can't. It's. <sighs> oh, that's fair. Okay, cool. This but, is cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so what, uh, yeah, go ahead. So for doing it to me, if we're going through your list, if it's my podcast, I've delegated it away. I've sent it to the delegation pile list. Cause yeah. it's like, nah, but for my clients, I enjoy doing listening to it because I'm learning. So I do it for myself. So that goes to like the first part of the list, right? Cause we've done delegation. We, we haven't done done away with it, but I've done the, for my clients, I take care of it. Cause it's for me. I love, I enjoy it. So the first list, yes. I think I, yeah. 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 So that's perfect. So uh, as far as the do away with it list, um, the purpose of that list is to clean out the clutter in your mm-hmm. business obviously. And the reason that we go through the exercise and that I do it, I make a habit of doing it every week is because I have to have self-talk. It forces me to talk to myself about, should I really keep doing this activity? Do I really need to keep this process? Can't I get, can somebody do it better than me? Can somebody do it the same? Or actually, man, it really hasn't. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. I just lost my, um, I just lost my screen for a second. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right. Um, but I, uh, yeah, so it, it, it for, this exercise forces me to critically think, you know, about what I've been doing all along, you know, what's no, it, you know, doing this stuff is normal for you in your business. So mm-hmm. now it is, it wasn't in the beginning doing this stuff is normal for you. And it forces you to think, should something go on the chopping block or can somebody else do it? All of those things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that um, we can do the exercise more, but that's what I learned from working with clients over the years and in my own business. It's like, this is how you get from being stuck in your business. Meaning like you're doing everything yourself. You're putting out fires constantly. You can't take a vacation. Maybe you've got a team and your team's not on the same page. Forgot, you know, what if you want to sell the business one day? You can't because you are the business. This, these are the, this is the exercise that you can run through to begin to get yourself out of that trap, you know, so you can take off the extra hats and move into the CEO role or finally take that vacation or my team's not on the same page. This is how I can get them on the same page. Hey, by the way, let's do this exercise together, you know, even. Um, and I found that this works beautifully for owners, managers, and teams. Um, so it's, it's not really, it's not sophisticated. It's pretty elementary, but 
it's it's worked wonders for clients for me it's already worked wonders for me like i just really just went we just went through it and i solved like three of my problems um which i'm going to start doing because it makes sense um and it's same thing that businesses already do. Like businesses do this coming from the business world. Businesses kind of have this already when they go, okay, do we need to have IT inside the building or do we can outsource it to where it's kind of cheaper and make our lives a little easier and we can spend the, invest the money on in like the networks or whatever, you know? So yeah, it makes sense. Like small, big businesses do it. So small businesses and single entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs need to understand that th- this is how you do it to start scaling your business in essence. Yeah, I find that interesting that you raised that point too, because you know when you think about the big businesses that do it and then you think about yourself, like, who am I? I'm a little gal, I'm a little guy. Like how, how I can't do what they're doing. It's like, you can because it's just, it's all it really is, is a mind shift, mindset shift. What separates you is they've got resources, capital, you know, armies and all this kind of stuff, but that's all that separates you. They're still human beings, just like you're a human being. And when you have this mindset shift and you change your, the, when you challenge yourself with an exercise like this, it helps you develop a new habit, the same kind of habit that's helping people have you know, get people to the point where they can franchise or pass it down or sit on the beach and collect checks while somebody else runs the operation or just get to the beach because you've never had a chance to, you know, you never had a chance to set your your business down. Yes. Dip your toes in the water for a couple of minutes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that because it's so true. A lot of people, when they jump into the entrepreneur world, they forget that like the job of an entrepreneur is pretty much create a business, get out of the business, let it run, and then eventually sell it. And it's getting cheaper and cheaper now that we have access thanks to the internet. That's why I love the digital entrepreneur because they pretty much like take the big corporate mindset of, I don't, I want to have as many businesses as I can, you know, and do it with the free real estate that the internet provides. Yes. The internet has been, um, okay. So it's, it's so cool to be on here with you talking about this because I got a really soft spot in my heart for online businesses. Like I adore online business, the whole concept. Uh, years ago, I read the book, the four hour work week by Timothy Ferris. And until I read that book, I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur in the digital age, Phil, to be honest. I mean, you can, yes, you can go read books. And I, I think we had YouTube back then. Um, or I think it was like really popular back then, but nobody like gave you like blueprints. And yeah. Stuff no like one that. had the blueprint. No one did. Yeah. So like the idea of what's it like to, you know, to not have a, a you know, what, how do you build a business without buying a building and mm-hmm. having your, and having a storefront, you know, how do you build a business without going door to door and knocking on people's doors to, you know, talk about your product or your service? You know, how do you build a business without having, you know, in-person meetings in a conference room and all of those things that go with traditional business. And then I read that book and I'm like, it just unlocks something inside of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I mentioned uh, when you asked me about how I got started, I was talking about how when I, I got that point where I figured I scratched my own itch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to write. I basically need to write procedures for my business. Right. 
as an IT person, you live by procedures in your business. Like you have to write up procedures for code, procedures for this. I fully get it. So you just took what your knowledge from one domain and started putting it in your, your personal business. Yes, exactly. And um, it's one of those things where I thought, you know, the, the big guys do this, you know, the big companies do this, you know, I'm a solopreneur, I'm, you know, I just got started or whatever. And, you know, how do, how do I do that? And I kind of break it down that um, like this, when it comes to your procedures, like you and I just did that exercise with some of the things you do in your business, those are procedures. Um, another way to think of it is like a recipe, you know, your procedure, your processes that you do in your business are like recipes. They have ingredients, amounts, and instructions. And if you write your, so like when you put your procedure or your recipe on paper, or you share it with somebody, they know the ingredients and the amounts and the instructions, and you can share it with them and they can make the dish the exact same way you do. You know, maybe they can make the dish better by adding something to it. But that's kind of what I thought of. It's like, I need to identify my recipes and I need to document my recipes. And that's what I started, you know, so I did that for me and that's why I went out and did it for businesses. So here's what I was trying to get to is the whole digital component. I wanted, when I started my business, my previous, my first business, I wanted to, I wanted it to be online. I wanted to do it virtually, you know, because that kept me from going door to door and having to go to every networking event, in-person event, and having to go to every coffee and having to be inside, you know, my building that I bought and all this, that took me from that to being able to have a Zoom call with somebody and go from serving clients statewide to serving clients nationwide. And that was the story of my journey when I started writing up procedures for businesses and helping them manage their workflow. I'd go to coffees. I would physically go to their offices. They may physically come to mine. Um, lots of driving, lots of uh, gas spent, um, lots of- uh, Time wasted. Of, yes, time wasted. <laughs> Lots of junk food because you don't have, sometimes you don't have time to, you know, get a full lunch, that kind of thing. And that was my life. And I was trying to figure out, that was my business life. And I was trying to figure out how do I, how do I flip that? In my industry, that was normal because typically a business consultant, which is not what I was trying to do, but I ended up being a business consultant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, so I would, I would go to your office and I would interview you for one and a half to two hours or something like that. And over the coming weeks, we'd come to an agreement. I'd come by to your office again and I'd pull your employees aside for interviews and I'd shadow you guys throughout the day because I'm trying to figure out what your recipes are. So I can put your recipes on paper so you can share them with everybody and everybody knows how to make the dish. And then new people can come in and they know how to make the dish. Mm. So there's all of that. And I'm like, there's gotta be a way. So my um, one of my clients one day sent me a video recording of their they had contractors working in the field. It was a construction company. They sent me a video recording and they said, Hey, can you write recipes or can you write a procedure off of this recording? I said, well, I mean, I don't see why not. I, so I had my way of doing it. I had a, re- I had a procedure for writing procedures. <laughs> I had this, this little template Excellent. and everything. And I had to sit, I sat down for about three and a half hours and I watched their video and uh, I was able to, I found a way to transcribe that recording into my, uh, my, my, template yeah and um your recipe yes my recipe yes i was able to you know put that put that together uh through transcription and i was able to give it back to them um and that was the first taste of that digital piece that was the first taste of me being able to take my business possibly online because what that 
man, Phil, I can't tell you. They sent that video. And the fact that I was able to transcribe their recording into a, into a documented procedure meant I didn't have to go to their office. And I was like, wait a second. So we had a conversation about it. Me and the, the CEO and the COO, it's like, can we, can I have you guys, would you guys mind just recording some other stuff that you do? And, and let's take a crack at it this way. That was the beginning of, that was the beginning of the transition for me. That was the beginning of utopia for me and going from traditional business to online business. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing because it's just getting cheaper and cheaper for people to send you files with like Google drive. Now they just upload it. You just take it over and boom, you're, you just say, here's the link, put it into my file and thank you. Uh, merci. Goodbye. And then you, yes. you watch it whenever you, you need to. And then you like, instead of wasting like six hours driving there and back, you now can yes. do like six days uh, worth of work in like a few hours. There's your four hour work week. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And that's, what's cool is that. So in addition to those six hours, like the drives and stuff like that, I'm also spending hours at home. I've, I not joking. I have the four hour work week open on my desk and I'd be looking at, you know, the client projects and I'm like, how do I, there's a way to do this. Like, how do I do this? And then I got that piece, right? The video recording piece and the audio record, and they can record audio and do it too. I got that piece. I'm like, cool. I'm a step closer. What do I need? Okay. So you know, maybe I, uh, how can I, how can I start? I was doing invoicing. Like I would have to bill them and we'd have to, you know, I'd have to re-explain the service to every new client that I talked to and everything. I was like, is there a way that I could put this on a website where they can read the website and, you know, and any questions that they ask me in person, I can answer them on the website. Right. Oh my God. Like, what if I do that? It's like, okay. So then that's a whole journey to get to that point. And I was able to make that work. And then I was like, okay, so when they actually buy from me, they, they, they usually hand me a check. Like I'll, I go home and I make them uh, an itemized invoice and I bring it to them and they look at it, all this, and then they hand me a check. How can I make that digital some way? So what, is there a way to have them pay me online? Is there a way to like maybe put a payment option on the website? where that itemized invoice, it's like already there. Like you can just see it on that website and then go and then, hey, I'm just gonna use my credit card or something. And there was a journey to find a way to get there. So fast forward, so multiply that experience and all the different things that you do in your business. And how can I convert this? That's what it was for me. I did all of these things and I ended up with a one page website where people can learn about our service where people can order our service and where people can self onboard. So I created a four minute video, like the onboarding process. After we do all this extra stuff, I got to onboard them. And that was taking a bunch of time. And so what I decided to do was I created this online portal. We needed a place to manage the projects. And I created this online portal where we manage the customer projects. There's certain stuff that we do for each client. And that's, so that means that's repeatable. That's, there's a recipe for that. So I put those pieces into the online portal and whatever is custom, we can talk about it. I I created it so we can talk about it inside the portal. So like I would tell clients, when you order our service, you're going to log into this portal and that's where you can send me your videos. That's where you can send me your audio. I'm just going to take that, make your create your recipes, and I'm going to upload those recipes to the portal so you can go in and download them. And then I took it a step further. It's like, let me record this process. Let me record what happens from the moment you order the service 
to the moment you get into the portal and all the way through. Phil, that became my onboarding video. So on this one page website, not only did I have, I've got a video of me talking because I'm telling my story, how I started the business. I've also got what we do for you, how we do it, how long it takes, what it consists of. Hey, by the way, here's a link that you can click on to see some of our past work for other clients. Oh, and scroll down and you can see the onboarding videos right there. Like before you buy the service, here's what's going to happen next. Wow. And then underneath, go ahead and order the service. So I, I can't tell you how much stuff that Philip was crazy. I was like, that's, that's just, that's just printing money. Now you're now yes. just printing money. <laughs> you have a yeah. printing press, sir. You, you've pr- So as one of my clients, Lloyd, he goes, you've just pr- planted like a money tree. That's now fully like just bearing fruit. Just like it's raining fruit for you right now that you get to enjoy. I love it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, at the I, same time, you've just, you know, you've hijacked, you know, usually it's the last five minutes, but you've taken the last 20 here and just, it's no, it's great. You've just done your ad for you. And the next point is just, where can we find you? Yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I got so much more, but so there's that folks. Anyway, no, that's for, that's for season like five or something. We have to save stuff for when you come back, sir, because you yes, definitely are coming good. back. Now yeah, let, let's awesome. hear where we can find you, where they can find your service and uh, that right now. Yes. Yeah, so um, right now, uh, the easiest way to find me is to visit recipesforbusiness.com. Recipes for Business is a weekly newsletter that I write where I teach all this stuff. And I talk about all this stuff all the time. So it's a newsletter that I release once a week where I talk about all of this stuff, client experiences, what you can do to help your business run without you. And if you, you can also go to um, find me on social media. I'm Brandon Turner on social media, um, on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, we've got a YouTube channel uh, as well. Uh, so you can look for the recipes for business YouTube channel. And you can also go to, uh, sorry if I'm giving out too much stuff. No, 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 it's fine. The two, ma- the new, two main places you guys can go is recipesforbusiness.com and getsops.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-P-S.com. Getsops.com is my procedure writing business, basically. Mm-hmm. And recipes for business is where you can get access to me and my newsletter and all that. Awesome. I love it. And of course, the show notes will have everything, uh, all the links to Brandon's stuff for you to uh, you know listen and learn from uh, the guy who creates recipes for businesses. That's amazing. You make the recipes for the business. Brandon, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Investing Yourself, uh, the digital entrepreneur. And I love how you've told us your story of becoming a digital entrepreneur and shared it with my audience. So I want to thank you again, and I wish you a very great day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you, Phil. Thanks, guys. How great was that episode with Brandon? I was really happy to have him on the show uh guys as you know uh you can always check out his stuff the links are in the show notes down below but uh, i want to thank brandon for being a guest on the show he was amazing and i had so much fun talking with him uh going back to what i said in the beginning i do host a weekly show on my facebook showing you how to grow your podcast so if you're a podcaster or if you're an entrepreneur looking to start podcasting check out my facebook page link is in the show notes down below and you can join me live every week at 5 30 eastern standard time that's 5 30 p.m monday to friday 
uh, I go live sharing with you tips and strategies so that you can either grow your podcast, monetize your podcast, but also talking with other podcasters about their why. So make sure you check out that. And I thank you so much for spending some time with us. And remember to invest in yourself.